What's up, listeners? Welcome to Coco Cart Reading, and I'm your host, Coco Lewis, and this is a podcast about books from your literary homegirl. I just want to go ahead and take this time out before we get into today's episode to talk more about about me and who I am and the purpose of this uh, podcast. Um, I am like considered alternative black. I like, you know, um, kind of like gothic and sci-fi, you know, I don't really deal with the street novels and some of the more popular, um, authors that we see here, you know, and right now I'm using the eyeball to eye check out. So, you know, I knew that there had to be other people like me and like books like me, so that's what is the reason why I went ahead and decided to start this. I've been blogging um, for years um, passively, though, um, and I feel like pretty much it's easier to, you know, talk about books than to like write about books, um, you know, due to time constraints. It's like if I'm writing, that means I'm not reading and I'd rather read than write. <laughs> so uh, me, I am... I read a plethora of books and I'm in quite a few uh, online book groups. Uh, I don't don't have any like in-person book groups, even though I would love to like have an in-person book group because I I, like geek out about books, like ridiculously geek out like, oh, my God, did you see that part? You know, and that's kind of how I've, you know, kind of been coined the literary homegirl because when my friends are reading books and they're like or they want to start reading they say what should I read and I totally have like a whole geek out situation when I'm talking to them so that that's like kind of me that's how I am about books and I would say that my favorite genres are you know uh I like Afrofuturism or black sci-fi I like a nonfiction book as far as like books about religion and culture and things like that. Um, and I'm like a comic reader as well. So that kind of, you, you throw that into there. I'm like a mixing pot. And then I read traditional books um, because mostly because I'm exposed to these books by my book club and I will read them and sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't. And, you know, I've been hooked by uh, Beverly Jenkins through a book club. So, you know, uh, that's kind of what you can look at, you know, hearing from me uh, when it comes to this podcast is, you know, I'm going to discuss a different, a lot of different types of books. I'm going to geek out and I'm going to get in depth, you know, a couple of readings from books. I have one reading that I do want to go ahead and include into this episode. So I hope that you like it. Uh, you can find me on all platforms. So the format of this podcast, I kind of want to keep it structured, but actually loose at the same time is going to be, you know, I'm going to discuss the episode topic you know, discuss that. Then I'm going to go ahead and go over my current reads because I pretty much read a set of books each week. And I haven't quite developed a schedule of how I'm going to do these podcasts. Um, if I'm going to do a weekly 
or monthly or biweekly. I haven't really formulated that. I did, um, I do have a list of topics that I want to go ahead and go over, which um, is going to definitely help me with this. So we're going to discuss the episode topic, go into my current reads when I'm reading now or reading for the month. And then I'm going to go ahead and go into Coco Caught doing other stuff. So that's going to be related to things such as music I'm vibing to, you know, where I'm traveling or what adventures I've had, other podcasts that I'm listening to or, you know, YouTube videos that I, you know, that I like or even TV shows, things like that. Just other stuff besides books that I'm doing. And that's going to be very short. So I hope that you do like this. And let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. So with today's episode of Coco Caught Reading, it's all about my 2019 books. Uh, we are more than halfway through 2019, um, according to my book goal on uh Goodreads is about 20, I'm at 24 or 50 books, 50 is my goal, so that means I am about nine books behind, but by the time that you hear this or this broadcast, I should have done completed at least one other book, and so I'm going to go ahead and go over some of my, some of the books that I read this year and just go over like, you know, what's been good, what's been great, what's been trash, it's it's been a couple trash books on there and uh, going into detail about some of them. So I'm actually using Google, uh, Goodreads. Um, that's how I use this, the site that I use to track my books. I've been on Goodreads since about 2013 and each year I feel like I get more and more like use out of it. I get to see my stats and this is not sponsored of course. This is my first episode and I'm nervous, <laughs> but this, I just want to go ahead and point out like, you know, uh, how I keep track of the books and how I'm going to go ahead and reference this, especially for this episode where I'm looking at the books I've read this year and I'm looking at um, my uh, reading challenge challenge in order to go ahead and get this information. Um, I, you can find me on Goodreads at Coco Lewis, that's K-O-K-O, Lewis, L-E-W-I-S, um, to, you know, keep track of the books that, that I've read that I'm reading now. Um, I, like my currently reading is always changing. Books going to my DNF list, books going to my favorites, and books going back into my, you know, to read in case I don't, you know, finish them and I get distracted. So, uh, like I mentioned before, I am 24 books into my 50 book reading goal, and I just want to go ahead and go over some of the books that I've read this year. Um, so, some of the best books or standout books that I've read have been, um, I've read two books by Zora Neale Hurston this year, which is totally like not normal for me. Typically it's like one book, maybe five or six years and maybe another book. But this year it's been Zora's year on my book list. And I have one more book that I want to read. So like the, I've read, um, 
earlier into this year, it was actually my fourth book this year um, for 2000. Uh, for 2019 was their eyes were watching God. And I was like driven to read this book. Um, I've read it in the past and I kind of like forgot it, not forgot about it, but forgot the storyline. And, um, and I wanted to dedicate 2019 to romance. I kind of got off track with that. As you'll see when I talk about the other books I've read and so like, uh, a, a focus for me this year has been black romance, black love and black female male, um, like uh, black male, female, you know, how we love, you know, how we, our interactions and things like that. So I read that. And then I also read Muse uh, of Muse and Man, which is 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 Zora, what I love about Zora Neale Hurston is, and the reason why I really connect to her as a writer is because she uses history, and history is so important to me. I've I read Bear Coon um, in 2018, and it just she was just so prolific with telling our stories, um, you know, folklore. The storytelling is in black culture is a very important way that we, you know, pass down through generations what we feel, what we've been through, what we, you know, to empower each other. And Mules and Men was an excellent way. And she talked about, you know, how um, it, it just pretty much stories, Briar Rabbit, Briar Fox, things like that, which... I have been exposed to in my childhood with my family, but as I grew up and we grew up as a family, those stories were not as prevalent or not passed down. So now I'm able to, you know, pass down these same stories to my nieces and nephews. So like Zora, Zora has been, this has been her year. I, I have a couple, at least one more book I want to read by Zora before the end of this year. Um, but I may go ahead and pick up another one. Um, another book that I just read, like, I am so in love with this book. Like, this book has took me through so many emotions in the book. Like, first, like, half of, like, first half of the book, I had laughed, I had cried, and I'm not a crier. Like, I'm not one of those people, like, get all emotionally involved into a book, but this book, and which is The Voice in My Head by Dana L. Davis. And I teared up, like really had a whole situation. Like, I'm like, what are you crying for? This isn't your real life. But I felt so connected to the characters and to connected with the story. Uh, basically, the book is about um, a, a, a girl. Uh, she's a young adult and I'm typically not a young adult reader, but this book was recommended to me and it was recommended to me because the voice of God is Dave Chappelle and I'm, and I'm a big Dave Chappelle fan. I love sketch comedy. And so that's the reason why I wrote it. And if this book ever becomes a movie, which would be great for a movie, um, Dave Chappelle has to play his voice, period. Like that should be like a, 
deal breaker. Oh, Dave Chappelle's not doing it. We not, we not, this is not going to a movie. But it's about a young girl who twin sister is terminally ill and she's trusting the voice of God to save her sister's life, which means changing the plans that her family have already accepted. It is an incredible book. I gave it five stars on Goodreads. Um, the average rating is 3.89 and I can understand why people would take off, but I thought it was, I thought the writing was incredible. Um, it is a young adult, young adult book so that the actual voice is immature, but I'm okay with that. Um, if you're looking for sophisticated writing, don't read young adult books. <laughs> Um, another good highlight book was um, The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemison. Again, I am a big advocate. I love black sci-fi books. And Fifth Season, I love the writing in this book. And I think I gave this book, I gave it four out of five stars on Goodreads. And that's because it's a little difficult to read. It came to a point in the book that I had to stop reading, go online. And again, because I don't have anybody <laughs> to talk to about my books, I had to like go online, look for like book discussion questions. I had questions that I need to be answered before I even finished. And it's about a woman uh, looking to find her kid. You know, um, she, her um, son is murdered. Um, by her husband and their daughter is kidnapped. And you pretty much go through, that is like the basis of the story. If I tell you anything else really, it's going to be, almost anything else is going to give the story away. Um, she is a, she has magical powers. And in this land that they, world that they live in, the people that have magic are servants or slaves to the people who don't, which is quite interesting to tell because they have all this power and they don't use it and they're actually controlled by these these people and it's quite interesting. And even bread, which is like kind of made me mad. Um, I love N.K. Jemison's writing. This is not my first book that I read by her. Um, this book is is very long. So if you are looking for a book that is going to be shorter, you're going to have a hard time. And But this book is really good. I almost cried at the end of the book. I was one of those books that I had to sit down and be still and like absorb the book because it was like knocked me off my feet. Now, this book is a part of the Broken Earth series. So it's two other books in this series that... Um, I am definitely going to read. Uh, I'm definitely going to read. I read um, a book of hers previously, 100,000 Kingdoms. And that's the reason why I read uh, the fifth season, because 100,000 Kingdoms is in a series as well. And most of the books that I read come from the library and uh, the other books aren't available in the library. So I'm eventually going to have to buy those books. And when, once I buy them, I'll go ahead and finish them. And I can see me buying the Broken Earth series as well. 
you know, this is that was a really good book for this year. Um, like I said, I gave it four stars. The only reason why I gave it, I knocked off a star because it was kind of hard to understand. Um, a big series that I've been into and I have like, it was available, book one was available, volume one was available at my library. And I actually like, um, I couldn't, I wanted to read Paper Girls. But if you are not familiar, Paper Girls is a comic book series. Um, I wanted to read Paper Girls, but Paper Girls was not available. And this is by Brian K. Vaughn and um, I, want, I don't want to mess their name up. It's Fiona. I don't want to mess their name up. Fiona Staples um, is a series. So the series that I'm reading is called Saga. And I am actually have done five volumes of this series. After the first one, I was absolutely hooked. Again, it is uh, a science fiction uh, comic book. Um, it's about two types of people who are pretty much being used to um, use as warriors to fight in this intergalactic war. And they these two types of people are not supposed to fall in love like either anyone's not supposed to fall in love but they're not even supposed to even like like each other and they end up falling in love and it's so dope that they fall in love based off a shared love of a book so that's quite up my alley and um, they have a child and pretty much the stories about the family you know dwelling in this you know, being at the center of this intergalactic war and, you know, each side trying to hide, you know, hide the, their love story and things like that. And people hunting them, of course, because they want to kill them. But the saga series is really dope. It's really diverse. It's a lot of like not only cultural diversity for our shades of people, but actual sexuality. Uh, there's a trans person in there. It's just a really great series, and I really like this series. Like, I want to, like, read all of it. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm on, um, I've read the first five volumes of the books. Um, every copy, I believe, I have gave four or five stars to, you know, on this series. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, I do, I still want to read Paper Girls. And it, whenever it comes available, I'll, you know, I'll get to it. Um, another book that I really want to go ahead and discuss is because this, this person specifically is controversial. And that's uh, Tiffany Haddish, The Last Black Unicorn. I will admit that I am one of those people who did not like Tiffany Haddish. Not that I didn't like her. I just thought she was loud, ghetto, all of that. I just, and I thought it was like a character that she was playing. Like sometimes, most of the times when you see those people that are like ghetto and loud and obnoxious, it's a character that they're playing. After reading her book, it's not a character. That is her natural personality. And that made me like actually like her and like her more um, she goes into some very in-depth, funny parts, 
Um, and then she go into some heart wrenching parts about, you know, her, uh, abusive husband and how like, uh, to me, what I got from that part of the book is that, you know, other people look at the abuse of black women as okay. She was going, she had a full, one of her worst beatings was when she was with, was at an event, like in a hotel room, she came down, she was beaten up, bruised up, and nobody even, you know, said a word. And it was like, that is so, ugh, you know? It was, it just, it, it doesn't sit right with me with the society and how black women are, you know, it's okay to abuse a black woman, you know? But she's been able to rise out of that. She definitely gives credit to Kevin Hart, which gave me some, a Kevin Hart to somebody else that I really don't like his character, but I like how he helped her with her career. Now, um, let me see here. What else? I'm just, I'm just looking over my, you know, what I've been reading. So uh, it's some books that I've been reading. In fact, by the time this podcast is going to be broadcast the 28 day plant-based powered health reboot book by uh, Jessica Jones and Wendy Lopez like I listen to their podcast that's one of the people that I listen to their podcast quite um, regularly and also their um, uh, YouTube channel that's how I end up got to their podcast this is my second time kind of going through this book and looking at recipes and a lot of the things are really easy. <laughs> a lot of the books are, uh, is, it is, um, plant bait, plant powered, but it's vegetarian. So there are cheese and eggs and, and milk included into this book. But, um, I find like avocado toast is like what I'm craving right now. Like if you could like, like feed me right now, it'd be avocado toast and it'd be the avocado arugula pesto toast that they have in their book. That is like what I'm in the mood for right now. Also, um, healing or er healing herbal teas is, and I bought that book at Barnes and Nobles, um, earlier this year. Um, I'm a tea drinker. Um, I'm a tea and coffee drinker, but coffee, I can kind of drink anybody's coffee and it's going to be for pretty much for energy. It's rarely for taste, um, but teas, I love tea and I love healing tea. Like my tea of the week has been um, a mixture of, of lady mantles tea and uh, raspberry leaf tea. Um, I, and I'll probably go into more into that as part of the cocoa cart doing other stuff. Um, I want to go ahead and discuss some books I really didn't like this year. And there is a couple. Um, there is a blade so black, which is like, um, Anderson, uh, Alice in Wonderland retelling is it and yeah, Alice in Wonderland retelling the, the, I actually gave this book two stars on Goodreads because I just didn't like it. Like this book, it never got interesting. It is a, um, you know, it will be considered a fantasy or sci-fi book, but it never got interesting. Like the protagonist is supposed to be a black female 
but she's only black in description. She's not like black in character, but also her mom is a super stereotype. Like, like her, the character, the protagonist is black in description, but her mom is black in behavior for, and based off stereotypes, neck rolling, you know, all of that. And that was like totally unsettling to me. And like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I felt like the whole entire book was like uncreative and generic. I wanted this, you know, the cover is what sold me on this book and I wanted it to be so good. And I did not read this book on um, Audible. I didn't do an audio version of the book. I actually read this book so that it can allow my, my mind to be more creative and, and play the parts out. And unfortunately, it just didn't do it. It just did not do it. And I like I would be interested in reading more from L, from the author L.L. McKinney. But yeah, and the writing itself was average. It, it was is a young adult novel. It didn't really have any rhythm going on, but I can see me like reading more from her, hopefully that she hoping that she has developed as a writer and things like that. So that was one. Another book that really did not sit well with me was The Death of an Angry Black Woman. And I don't want to slaughter her name, so I'm going to try it out. It's Jamelia Young Mitchell. I had, I read this, <laughs> I read this as part of a book club book. And everybody in the book was so super excited about this book and it just, it's very short. It's 57 pages. I gave this, I rarely give one star reviews on, um, I rarely give one star reviews on Goodreads and I gave this book a one star. It was just some parts that's just, ugh, ugh. It was just, this book just like, <sighs> it was just so terrible to me. Um, like, I do have some highlights of this book, and I'm trying to look through those highlights and of reasons why I didn't really like this book. It's like each of these women has caused a seed to grow in her subconscious that's prevented her from becoming a healthy adult or having healthy relationships. And I, I didn't agree with that. Um, I, we, it's not that we have a seed. We're all seeds. Um, Will Smith did a, uh, a video about how he had changed his way of parenting, um, with his daughter Willow and saying that, you know, she was a seed God already planted to what she was supposed to be. It was his job as the, as her father to water that seed. So I, uh, I agree with that type of you know, um, perspective that we are all seeds and it's what, what we pour into the seed that determines if it grow, what it doesn't grow. So I don't believe that we've all, we plant us a seed that subconsciously prevents us from becoming a healthy adult. Um, I believe that our lack of water, our lack of sun, our lack of, you know, plant food that inhibits us or changes how we grow. We already who we're supposed to be. 
but it's the nurturing aspect that changes us. Um, the mo like, like this book definitely spoke from the point of a of a individual's tra tra traumatic life instead of a general traumatic life. We all don't share the same experiences. And also, I don't feel like it gave enough solution to, you know, to um, kill the black, the angry black woman that we have inside of us. It was not, a, it, it didn't provide any solution. So unfortunately, I didn't have a good, good, um, good experience with that book. Another book I didn't have really a good experience was, I think it was like more of a conflicted experience with this book. And that is Well-Read Black Girl. I know what the author is a compilation book of people, you know, females talking about who are love to read, talking about, um, stories that have shaped them like readers you know readers that have shaped them and unfortunately it was like I I got through this book that's how I unfortunately seen it I still gave it four stars because I understood what the book was trying to do but I just wanted to get through it it was <laughs> I just wanted to get through this book it is very highly rated and that's why I say that I'm like an alternative because I think a lot of people rated this book high because of the people who contributed to it. So people that contributed to it was like Jasmine Ward, the author, um, Jacqueline Woodson. I love her books. She contributed, contributed um, to Yari Jones, which is another book. When I go, when I discuss great books that I've ex I read this year, is that that's going to be one of them. Um, and, you know, Gabri Sedebay was a contributor and that's just talking about books she read and, you know, is a lot of, unfortunately, the mother, Toni Morrison has passed and I actually read this book before she had passed. So many of these women had put Toni Morrison as one of their, you know, how they fell in love or reading and I can definitely agree with that um with Toni Morrison being there how I like been hooked to reading and how she was like an underlying you know foundation of of uh black girl reading so I didn't really like this book I did give it three stars I don't give it four stars just because it it highlighted some things but yeah, I really wasn't feeling it. N.K. Jemison is part of this book, as you know, contributed to this book, and I think is even mentioned as well in this book. So, I mean, those are like some of the highlights of the books I've read, and you know, now I want to go ahead and go into books that were great, like standout books so far. Like these books are amazing. <laughs> So far as like great books I read this year, I want to highlight three. Um, it's, I mean, there's other books that I 
I have read, read that I really liked. And again, if you want to go ahead and see more in depth of what I read and the books that I really love, you can go ahead and, you know, find my blog on Tumblr with High Frequency Beauty. Also follow me on Goodreads because I definitely have more written out descriptive um, like reviews, even <laughs> even my coursework for my master's program. But as far as the three books, I really want to highlight that I really enjoyed this year as great books. Um, the first one, and this is the second book I read this year, and that's American Marriage by Tayari Jones. Like, this book reviews are either people like it or they hate it. <laughs> Um, it has just a 3.97 average rating on Goodreads, but I rated this book five stars. And this book made me have some extreme feelings. And that's what books are supposed to do. Like initially when I read the book, got done reading the book, I hated it. Like I was so angry and I had, but I was so angry that I had to ask myself, why, why am I feeling like this? You know, the decisions, the behaviors, the characteristics of the main characters, you know, it all alluded to like, to Yari Jones is a genius. Like, <laughs> like I love the parents in the book. Um, and it was, it was just a really great book. I... I was able to relate by being an HBCU graduate and having that network. And I had to like realize that one of the character flaws about the uh, Roy was that he's an HBCU graduate, but didn't have any friends and didn't have anybody that was able to help him progress in, in society. So that had me thinking like what kind of person he was when he was in high school. I mean, when he was in college, because like for me as being an HBCU grad, if I come to a situation that I need some like professional help, I have a whole network of people. And that's because I was a real, a really nice, good person when I was in college. I was that person that I helped people. So they, you know, they helped me growing up. Um, he, I think he, no, he didn't play, he didn't um, cross in the fraternity, but he, de you know, he definitely had father, his father had, um, had connections, you know, it, which is, was weird. It's like, it definitely made me think like what kind of person he was. Uh, Celestial, she was definitely a selfish, bougie person, person and I, that's why I can understand why. You know, this book doesn't have like five stars all the way around or over four stars generally because many of the people that love books are women. And with her being such a conflicted character and, you know, it was hard for her to love, you know, to love, you know, it was hard. she was a hard character to love. So I can definitely understand why people rated that, but the complexity of these of these characters just I I don't know how Tayari did it like I don't understand how she did it because me I wouldn't be able to do it because 
we are watching is the watching a train crash, you know, train crash. And but, you know, caused by circumstances, injustice, racial inequality, you know, it is so complex. Every relationship is complex. And then I think about my own parents. This definitely made me think about my own parents and the way that my parents had to like look at their children failing at life and failing at love and and you know it I had and making hard choices. Like I can't even imagine how my mom looks at <laughs> looks at me. <laughs> Making like hard life choices and failing at, you know, what is considered typical success, but actually being happy in the process. So that I gave that book five stars. I would give it five stars again. Oh, that book was like I had to sit back and read because I'm like this book. I was so angry after reading this book because I'm like, how could, what? I can't believe she did that. I can't believe he did that. And then I had to sit down. I had to sit down and absorb it all in. And other people had like similar stories or similar experiences about this. But instead of them like realizing why people feel the way that they do or why you know, the story, they're so angry at the story and seeing that the, the genius is that you're angry. You know, the genius in this story is that you're angry when you get done. They didn't have that. They didn't connect that. They stopped right there. So that book was an excellent book. Um, I highly recommend that. Like, sit down, enjoy it. You'll learn a lot. <laughs> you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about black culture, especially non. I, I feel like um, in our society, we automatically insinuate poverty and ghetto to being black culture when it's really not. I mean, that's not our only narrative. There's definitely alternative narrative. I can definitely relate to this book more and the upbringing of these characters more than I can relate to a hood book or ghetto book because you know that's how I grew up another book that I really want to go ahead and bring attention to and this is another highly 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 recommended book for me I gave it four stars based off the actual writing not about the storyline and that is Black Fortunes uh, the story of the first six African-Americans who escaped slavery and became million, millionaires by Shamari Wills. So this book, and I'm glad it. this is one of the physical proof of defuncting the myth. I mean, at this time, she's a myth. And that's C.J. Walker as the first black um, millionaire billionaire. Um, I'm so glad that it highlighted that, provided you know, receipts, <laughs> receipts for that. Um, and, but it was the writing that it gave it a four, but I do believe that this is a great book still. Um, and, you know, it is pretty much weaves 
black culture and and history through the rise and fall of these like six amazing and and interesting characters like um this definitely proves that capitalism is not beneficial to the black community because even though these people was able to amass fortunes in their lifetime their fortunes mo dissipated within their lifetime or after you know that's because unless you put in a construct of uh, a way that to get other people get the whole community going um bob marley said i'm not free unless my brother is free so and unless you go ahead and create a community that is able to sustain themselves beyond your influence then it's going then your you know your money and influence is going to you know dissipate in your generation or the next and that's what we've seen each time historically i believe it's important that we tell these stories i definitely important that robert smith i mean just his storyline alone was just like what no like he got shot in the head <laughs> and then like i could definitely relate to uh to that story more specifically because my family amassed their legacy and their uh fin financial foundation based off bars prostitution things like that so and and bootlegging so like i can relate based off my family's legacy his legacy so that is like i don't want to give away all the stories but if you haven't read that if it's not on your list you need to put it on your list it's a really quick read i believe it's only oh it's 320 pages so it's not as a medium read. <laughs> uh, it's 320 pages. Um, the stories of these people are quite outstanding. Mary Ellen Pleasant, which, you know, she was a great person. And Robert Reed Church, I wanted to, I went to Memphis um, right after reading this book. And I was like, oh my God, I can go read, I, you know, I can go visit his, his place. And unfortunately, every single physical remnant of his, of him has been destroyed in the Memphis area. It's awful. But the stories, man, the stories the, that this book, you know, illustrates, is amazing and I'm again I'm glad that they debunked Madam CJ Walker <laughs> as not being the black the first black millionaire because she was not and she didn't have a million <laughs> and lastly this book was like the most I have to put this down as one of the greatest books I ever read in my in my lifetime of ever is the street by ann petrie and i read this book because it came up during me you know looking at books and stuff i'm always looking at you know how books are and all of that but this book was the first book to to buy black author to sell more than a million copies and it was originally published in 1946 and this is so 
real. And I, I, I know I've used the word, the term soul a lot in this podcast as a, you know, um, a value, as a standard of value. But this book is real as can be. And I just want to go ahead and read a passage out of this book because I believe it's so, it's chapter 16. Let me go ahead and pull it up because it's so real. It is so real. And this book goes about the dynamic. Again, my focus for 2019 was and kind of is black love, black male female relationships and how it relates to you know our family structure and in the book it says the women work and the kids go to reform school why do the women work it's such a simple and reasonable reason and just thinking about it will make your legs tremble like the legs of a winded blown spent horse the women work because the white folks give them jobs washing dishes and clothes and floors and windows. The women work because for years now, the white folks haven't liked to give black men jobs that pay enough for them to support their families. And finally, it gets too late for some of them. Even wars don't change it. The men get out of the habit of working and the houses are old and gloomy and the walls are pressed in and the men go off, move on, slip away, find new women, find younger women and skipping along and the little Henry Chandler's which is the white character goes to uh, Yale Princeton Harvard and the Bub Johnson the black boy graduates from reform school into uh, Denimora Sing Sing and you helped push him because you talked to talk to him about money and all the time money and you wanted it because you wanted to move from the street and in but in the beginning, it was because you heard that the rich white Chandlers talk about it. Filthy rich, richest country in the world and make it while you're young. Only you forgot. You forgot you were black and you underestimated the street outside. And it never occurred to you that Bub might find those small, dark rooms just as depressing as you did. Whew. Those, like, when I read this book and read that section, that's towards the end. Um, I think it's 18 chapters, and that's in chapter 17. This book has so many things that relate to how society is now. Um, In my experience, I grew up middle class, and... So we didn't have like the hood street, you know, but what I realized is that the same things that are systematically going on in poverty or lower class is definitely affecting middle class upbringing because I see those same kids that I, you know, grew up with end up back in poverty. They end up back into the hood because it's not meant for you to get ahead. You know, um, it's a setup that you're not not to get ahead. And this book, even though it talks about, um, I believe is it's, it's 
is published in the 40s. Um, it doesn't have an exact timeline, but it has to be, you know, it's, it's wartime. You know, it's wartime. So, you know, you can pretty much be like World War II, but it can be, you know, several other wars in that same time period as well. But it discussed the dynamic with oppression and black and within the black community and this young lady like I was so angry how the storyline went out but it was so realistic so because it was so realistic it was it was poetic um and Petrie did such an amazing job and I gave this five stars this is one of those books that I want to buy and hold on to for generations and pass it along because this is such important story to have to illustrate, you know, black culture, black life, and especially black in America. So I just, yeah, this was a really great book. And I am like, I was quite honestly shocked at how good this book was. Um, this book just came upon me. It was like, by, I discovered this book by accident. Nobody told me about it. I think I had like read a little article about, you know, uh, this being a, you know, the first black book, black uh, bestseller and selling over a million copies. And it sold over a million copies in the forties. Okay. So, uh, you know, society tell us that, you know, black people in the forties really didn't know how to read. Well, somebody needed to know how to read. You know, to, to, you know, this book is not catered to white people, white culture at all. So if white people are reading this book, it's by quite coincidence. Like, I feel like some books are written by black people catered to whites. This book was not. This book was a black book catered to black people and sold over a million books. And that is impressive, to say the least. This is one of the greatest books I've ever read in my life. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. All right, so I want to go ahead and talk about the books that I'm reading now. Like my current, current reads uh, right now, it does include Finding the Arisha by Toby Malore Correll. Um, I'm reading uh, Josephine by Beverly Jenkins. Beverly Jenkins is just a dope writer. If you're not hip to her, you definitely need to get hip. Like she does mostly romance, but she interlaces historical significance in black culture through the entire book. I am on a mission to read everything that she's ever come out with. Um, the next book I'm reading right now is The Sun Does Shine by Anthony Ray Henson. That is a book club book from my alumni book club. If you are an Alabama A&M alumni and want to participate in the, black, in the book club, just send me a message and I'll go ahead with your email will be best. And I'll go ahead and get you that information. Also, the Handbook of Yoruba Religious Concepts by Baba Ifa Karate. And that's because Yoruba 
um, ATRs or African traditional religions are kind of like a focus of mine right now. And so I want to just read everything I can. That book is pretty, pretty short book. Um, so I probably would be done with that book today, tomorrow tops. The last book, not the last book, but the second to last book is Murder with a with Fried Chicken and Waffles by A.L. Herbert. That's actually an August uh, book club book front with Mocha Girls Read. If you're not hit to Mocha Girls Read book club, they have some really great, they read some really great choices. Um, just Google Mocha Girls Read book club, Facebook, Goodreads, and you'll go ahead and, you know, be able, or even just online, Google it. And you'll be able to get exposed to that book club. Um, I'm just fine-tuning some uh, articles, some parts of the book, some highlights and notes in order to do an in-depth review on this book. Um, the last book that I'm reading, which I'm in love with, and I'm actually like rereading it. Like I read it and I need to reread it again. Like all in one sentence is Black Girl in, Pre in Paris by Shea Youngblood. This book is a is a five star read. I just want to go ahead and again fine tune it, get you know get in the get into it you know, um, so I can do an in depth read. This is it is just classic book you know. So those are the books that I'm reading now, along with the book that I mentioned before, which is Twenty Eight Day Plant Based Plant Powered Health Reboot by Jessica Jones and Wendy Lopez. I'm going to finish that today. I'm just making a menu of some of the um, some of the recipes in there. Again, like I said, I want to eat that avocado toast with the with the arugula and the pesto. I, I see that in my future like tomorrow. All right. I just want to go ahead and thank you all for riding out with me with this episode dealing with my nervous ramblings. Hopefully I'll be able to snatch this up a little bit get a little bit more together. Um, I'm glad to have a format. I'm glad that you all listen to me. Um, so far as other stuff that I've been into that's non-book related, don't judge me, but the Beverly Hills 90210 reboot series, I have been watching that like every single episode. I think it's only been like three or four episodes. I am up to date. So that's on Fox. Um, like I was mentioning before with the teas, um, I'm did I'm drinking two different tea blends. One is like a custom blend and it's and that was based off the recommendation of Rashalom, um, my herbalist, and that is a mixture, equal parts, lady mantle and red red raspberry leaf. And the other blend I've been drinking is from Sprouts, and that's the orange ginger mint. Holy camoli, that is good. Um, that's what I've been drinking as far as tea. I love drinking tea throughout the day, drinking tea when I'm reading. I love drinking tea. Um, music, I have been listening to Eve uh, album, which is an album from Rhapsody. Um, Lizzo has been my, is my beat all the time. Also, um, the Jadena, um, Africa, 85 to Africa. I think that's what's the, what's the name of the album that has been my joint too. Um, <sighs> anything else? 
I've been doing, I've just been traveling. My baby brother got um, married uh, over Labor Day weekend in Atlanta, and it just proved to me that Atlanta is not my place to be. <laughs> I give it, I give major props to everybody that lives in Atlanta, how you can like mentally be stable with that traffic. And I came back um, sick, like my sinuses, I'm way better. It took me a couple of days for my body to get back used to this beautiful Maryland air um, because I was like nasally coughing, just, sounded disgusting um, because of um, because of Atlanta is very toxic so I'll give it to everybody that lives there um, that was a cool trip for the most part um, I did go to Atlanta thinking like oh what if I move to Atlanta everybody likes Atlanta and then I was like nah I'm good I'm gonna I'm stay in Maryland I'm going to stay my butt in Maryland. If I'm not in Maryland, I'm going to go back to Vegas. So thank you again for spending this time with me. This has been longer than I expected it to be. And so I promise that all the future episodes are going to be shorter. My goal is 30 minutes tops as far as the episodes. So I did a, like a lot of rambling, which I'm doing now. So hope to see you here the next time I'm hoping to get a, another episode up I have, like I said I have a list of topics so just as I can this is episode one and I'm trying to do 12 episodes in a series so love you and peace